My guest today is Josh Carey, co-founder of PodMax. The website is podmax.co. PodMax is like a speed dating event for podcasters and hosts. Are you ready to share your message, reach your audience, and grow your business? PodMax puts you on the right podcast so you can gain the exposure you need. PodMax fully prepares entrepreneurs like you for multiple guest appearances on top podcasts, no matter how many you've currently done. Getting yourself professionally ready and booked on top podcasts needs to be a part of your business strategy moving forward. PodMax, as I said, is like speed dating for podcast hosts and their guests. They perfectly prepare you for your appearance by helping you identify, practice, and deliver your meaningful message. Then they match you, speed dating style, to record on multiple top shows so you can reach a wide audience, all recorded in one day. The release of this podcast was on July 7th, 2021. And as a reference, I wanted to let you know the next PodMax event is August 27th, 2021. So please be sure to go to podmax.co to learn more about this upcoming event on August 27th, 2021. Once again, thank you for listening. Now sit back and enjoy this conversation with myself and co-founder of PodMax, Josh Carey. Hey, Josh, welcome to the show. I'm very excited to have you. Likewise, Joe. Pleasure to be here. Thanks. Yeah. So this, uh, obviously, as a podcaster, this hits home for me, um, having someone on like you that has this, this business, if you will, called PodMax, right? I guess it's, it's also an event, right? It's, so I need you. You're going to help me understand it. Um, I shall. I've watched a, a bunch of different videos and I watched the testimonial video, but I, I still want clarification. I think you hit it on the head when you said it's uh, like speed dating for podcasters. It, that was a, that totally was a very clear thing for me. Um, it at least brought me to a point where I said, ah, this is really sort of different. Um, but this is what I do with all my guests. So you'll have to, uh, you'll have to suffer through this part. I shall suffer. We, because my audience is mainly entrepreneurs and it's, it's me trying to help educate them as much as possible. I always like them to know the backstory of my guests. I, I want to know where you came from, you know, what, where you came from as far back as you want to go. Cause it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. It's exciting to figure out the, the, you know, how you develop to who you are today and how you are doing what you're doing today and what was all in between to make this happen. And then from there, we'll get into the, the depths of pod, podbacks. I love it. I shall take you down that journey then. Perfect. We'll start, we'll start with current day. Today, I'm known as the hidden entrepreneur. And that's because I spent 40 plus years of my life hiding. I literally showed up in every situation hiding all of my true talent and ability. Everything that I was really capable of doing remained hidden because I was so desperate to seek the approval of others. Now, what really sucked about this is behind closed doors, I knew darn well what I was capable of doing. So this created a lot of anger, frustration, resentment, jealousy, all that stuff. And the bigger thing is that not only did I want to seek your approval, I was scared so much by the fact that if I were to come forward with something quite good, right, impressive even, in any regard, you might feel so insecure about your accomplishments and talent and skill, what you may or may not be doing, right, because we're all just a mirror and a reflection of each other, that what? It might make you mm, a little upset by what you're seeing, and then you might retaliate against me in some form. And I knew my whole life that I just didn't feel strong enough to stick up and stand up for myself. So all of that made for this recipe of living life that way. Cut to today, I'm the proud father of two adoring children. 
I have an eight-year-old daughter, a six-year-old son who are my absolute everything. I love playing the role of father, love being their dad. And early on in their young lives, I realized that I see what's happening here. I'm the child in this circle and I'm the one who has work to do. So I said, guys, keep doing what you're doing. I get it. I can't continue to be this miserable kind of person and have them watch me that way their whole lives. It wouldn't end well. And fast forwarding to, you know, seeing an empty nester now, if I was 20 years down the road and they just grew up with that type of father, they'd naturally become that type of person. And in that scenario, there'd be nothing I can do and I wouldn't be able to live with myself. So I said, that's all I need to see, right? I'm going to make them prouder. I'm going to make me prouder. I'm going to do what needs to happen. And I started just taking inventory, replacing some of my bad non-serving habits with slightly better ones and slowly but surely seeing the positive result and effect of that. And here we are. I just keep stacking those on each other and I've come a long way and still have a long way to go, but I'm very happy and proud with where I am today. And so what did you do in, in your past life, let's say, that you're now doing what you do? I mean, what was your what was all these things you were doing while you were hiding from the world? So uh, I got in, in eighth grade, I got bit by the acting bug, right? I found that in there was a school audition taking place and I felt like I should audition to see what this was about. And I did. And it was a, a drug awareness program, whatever it was. And I got cast as the comic relief of all things. So I was bumbling around on stage <laughs> and hundreds of my, right, hundreds of my classmates were laughing at me from what I was doing on stage. Now, I knew that they were, in fact, laughing at me, right? I, they weren't laughing with me. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was okay with that because I was getting the attention I was so desperately seeking. Uh, so I thought, wow, um, I will continue to seek out this attention, hopefully thinking, this is what I need to fill this emotional void, right? This external approval Mm -hmm. is exactly what I need. No, (laughs) it doesn't work that way. Took me a few decades to realize that, but I set out on a path to become an actor and said, I'm going to dedicate my life to this because if I could just get this daily, my life is set. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I pursued that dream. I wound up spending 15 years in New York as a working actor and filmmaker. Great credits, wonderful era of my life. But again, it didn't really, you know, fill the void. You know, when the curtain comes down, I'm still miserable and alone in the corner, often crying and trying to figure out where my life went so wrong. So I did that for a while. I had some, you know, day jobs to pay the bills. I taught myself web design to keep myself busy when the internet started rising up in the 90s. And slowly but surely, I just became somewhat of an entrepreneur, not realizing at the time that that's what it was, but I was just trying to make ends meet while I was pursuing my passion. And uh, then I uh, found myself running my own digital marketing agency where I was building websites for an industry and all this stuff. 10 years later, this industry became just like any other toxic relationship we might find ourselves in personally, but this was my business and the industry. Taking full responsibility, it was on me because I was showing up that way, which is why I was attracting those very people. Uh, So I, I knew that something needed to change This correlated with the time where me and my children had the talk where I was the child and I said, I get it. I know what has to be done. This relationship with the industry and my my work here, it it can't continue. It's part of the problem. Let me rip the Band-Aid off. I said, I don't know what's next, but I'm going to seek something. I'm going to figure it out. And just like if you're in a bad relationship, you don't necessarily wait until you have another relation. You get out Mm -hmm. and figure it out. And that's what I did. I got out. I said, let me take a few months. Let me take some time, figure out what I want to do, where I want to go and be true to myself for one of the first times in my life. And I said, podcasting. I think I felt that I would be good 
at it and I would enjoy it and it would create opportunity and I would connect with people because God, that's all I ever wanted in my life. Mm -hmm. I said, well, if I do it honestly and authentically, I might finally attract the right kind of people instead of attracting the miserable and getting what I don't want because you focus on it. So I created a, a brand called The Hidden Entrepreneur and then became that became the podcast. And I started interviewing people and slowly but surely I started feeling good about it and getting a good response. And it just kept building the confidence and I was told I was half decent and I certainly started feeling that way, still replacing a lot of my bad habits with better ones, trying to live wonderfully for my children. It all came together and now here we are. I'm doing some 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 really interesting things in the podcast space because of those moments that that got me here. Right. See, that's what's important. That's why I wanted to ask because you know, as much as everyone can say their life went on a certain path and certain things did not go right or, or whatever, they all build the person you are today. And so I think probably whatever you're doing with PodMax, now you're leaning on some of your marketing, you know, your, and all the stuff that you did earlier all in your that. entrepreneurial life, right? So it's like, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. It's this, this is all created to help to create who you are now to make this next portion of your life excel even more. Sometimes in the moment, we don't and can't recognize that. A lot of that's in retrospect. Yep. The, the game is being able in real time when there's a little bit of a glitch or a detour that you're forced to take or uh, something that's happening that you didn't quite see coming, wasn't as you planned, you have to realize, wow, this is probably gonna work out for the best. And as you're seeing everything I've spelled out, even my acting in film days to this very moment, I pull a lot from mm -hmm. those days, how to, how to communicate, how to perform, how to create, how to talk on the mic, how to write. All of that is, is acting in film. And then, like you said, the marketing from the digital marketing, knowing what you don't want on a grand scale to know exactly what you do want. It's all relevant and quite perfect. Yeah. And it's funny. And you gave it away already, but... I was going to ask you where you were from. And I was like, he's got to be from New York. I can recognize. And, and I I'm from New York. So I was like, he's got to be from New York. And then you said it, you're like, what did I say? Oh, that I spent time. Yeah. In New yeah, York. Yeah. And so did I. And I, and I, my background is I went to school for music and I, yeah. and I landed in New York. I lived two hours North of the city where I grew up, but then I landed in New York as to be my big time career. Break in. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so and uh, at the same time, we all have to go find jobs. And then, and then you sort of get steered off a path because you start making money and going, okay, how much do I want to suffer living in this one bedroom <laughs> apartment and eating mac and cheese every night where and it, it just whatever, whatever developed over that time, but we had the same sort of path. So it's yeah. interesting to hear your story. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So you started podcasting and you have a podcast called The Hidden Entrepreneur. How did you make the jump from that to come to being the co you're, when I heard you say you're actually a co-founder of PodMax. So mm -hmm. where did this idea come from? Um, you know, how did we get to where we are today with that? In 2018 is when I created the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. And it's, it's still running strong today, over 200 episodes. Uh, and I, in the summer of 2019, I had the opportunity to record episodes of my show at an event. And one of the, one of the people that I was interviewing didn't know him prior to this event was Eric Cabral, who's now my co-founding partner in PodMax. Um, I interviewed him for my show and we hit it off and we connected. And after the interview, he said, you know, we're both from Jersey. I have, which is where I live now. Mm -hmm. uh, he said, uh, I, I have a, I have a studio in, in Jersey. Why don't you come out and check it out one day? And, you know, we'll see, we'll see what's possible. And I said, okay. And then it turns out I never left. Now, what I like to point out is that what, what I did just, you know, basically, yes, by design, but subconsciously, 
during that first interview where he was on my show when we didn't know each other prior was I was already leaning into my fuller potential, which was quite different from what I did the first 40 plus years of my life where I spoke about, I showed up really small, didn't want to rock the boat, didn't want to make you feel insecure. So I just took a back seat. But then in 2018, I started figuring out how can I come to the table with the ability that, again, I've always known darn well, I'm more than capable of doing. And really, I believe we're all in that same boat. We all know what we are capable of doing. We just adjust and alter that for so many reasons, inappropriately so more often than not. So I said, I'm going to just start coming out you know, strongly with what I'm capable of. And miraculously, quote unquote, I started attracting the very people who understood that, who liked it, who appreciated it, respected it. Ironically, all the things I wanted my whole life, just Mm -hmm. somebody to appreciate me. How can anybody appreciate when you're being, you know, a weak man, which I was. So I thought that if I were to come out powerfully doing what I'm capable of, everybody's going to retaliate against me and all that. No, I don't even see those people. I only see people like you, like Eric, like people who are like, wow, you know, like attracts like, of course. Mm -hmm. So that's the, that's the amazing thing. So all that to say, I was already able to do what I was doing to get in front of somebody like Eric for him to recognize something within me because I had already appeared that way. So you have to sort of do the work first instead of like me hoping that somebody can see a glimmer of potential in me and then anoint me capable (laughs) and and relevant to the masses. You know, that doesn't happen. So it only happens when you are first putting it out there to attract the good back. So uh, Eric and I started talking and hanging out and we had a very similar vibe and connection, a lot of similar goals. He also came from the podcast space. He has and had his own show. And we just started talking about this idea, PodMax, which started in person in 2019. It started as a live in-person event. We had the studio in North Jersey where we figured we'd do this one day kind of hybrid event where it's part conference, part workshop, and part podcast recordings. So we set up makeshift, like a dozen different studios, like like little mini areas where hosts can record with guests. And we invited about a dozen show hosts in, sold tickets to the event to high-level entrepreneurs and thought leaders who wanted to get their message out by recording on shows. We would match them, thus the speed dating for uh, the podcast industry. And over the course of that day, each hour, they would rotate into a new studio area and record as a guest on a different show. And in between those recordings, we would provide a catered lunch. We would provide networking. We would provide training and education. And we would provide a high-level keynote. So it had the conference, the workshop feel, the retreat, and the podcast recordings. We did that a few times. And then 2020 happened. So we're like, okay, well, this is crazy because we're a live events company. What happens now? We had no idea. So we said, can this work virtually? There was only one way to find out. We took that agenda, that format. We sort of reworked what needed to be worked into a virtual format. And since May of 2020, which was our first PodMax virtual, we've never looked back. We're about to do our 14th 14th virtual event uh in 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 august and it's you know it's it's one of those things that we we couldn't have seen that coming right we wouldn't have even looked virtual so so now it's an eight hour event which people who don't really know our style will say eight hours virtual that's crazy but we hear all the time that it flies by because we've sort of been able to really hone in on 
making all of those minutes per hour the best they can be. And then right. the entrepreneurs get to record still on uh, multiple shows. We have a keynote, we have training and education. So we, so prior to the event, we work with the thought leaders to help them further identify, practice and fine tune their message. So when they get to the recording, they feel confident and ready to go. That's so cool. So how, how many of these do you do? We do them about every six weeks. Wow. And how did you figure out the logistic? Like I, I've, I've attended a couple virtual conferences and logistically it's, it's very cool because you, you don't really miss anything because a lot of stuff is, is recorded to play back later. And, and, you know, you're not wasting a lot of time on a showroom floor. You're going to exactly what you want exactly. without having to walk around and think, but how did you guys figure that out? Um, well, it came from the live and then we, we sort of transferred that virtually and we fill the eight hours. Uh, it's, it's single track, right? So everybody's in the room going to the same places. Oh, okay. The same things. Okay. Yeah. And, uh, and what's the number of attendees that you've gotten up to? We get about 50. That's amazing. Yeah. It's really cool. And I wasn't sure when, so when, when we talked about this being sort of like the speed dating for podcasting, there's a lot of, podcasters out there who either are looking for guests or they want to be guests on podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I think th they need to understand how PodMax differs from those services that are out there where it's someone, you, you, you get this connection with someone and they start feeding you guests or yeah. you get this connection with someone and they keep putting you on different podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, I think the important thing is that as a podcaster myself, I, I get, awesome. I haven't been on a podcast, which is kind of funny, but I haven't, wow. but I get a lot of requests either from an agency that, that mm -hmm. said, Hey, we want to work with you. We have some like really great guests or just people that find my podcast and reach out and say, Hey, I think you would really like this person. And I have to sort of filter through yeah. what I think fits my audience. I'm not going to accept everyone that's because right. it, it's not fair to the listeners. Mm -hmm. it, it's a selfish endeavor for me. And, and you kind of hit upon it yourself. It makes, it allows me to connect with people like you. It allows me to learn so much, mm -hmm. but at the same time, I need to make sure that I'm servicing my audience and educating them on what they came here in the first place to see. That's right. um, so when you do PodMax, how do you do this matchmaking? How do you figure out that this guest is going to go and sit with this person and do recording and it fits the mold of their podcast or it's the, they're the right person? How does that all happen? Well, we've been lucky enough to do it for a while and we have a, what turned out to be a, a core group of show hosts, like the vast majority of the show hosts return over and over again. Okay. Why? There's a lot of win-win. There's a lot of benefit. Uh, it's really cool for them to get to record three episodes in one day mm -hmm. in three different hours, which is a great thing. Uh, they also get to network with a lot of high level entrepreneurs and the other show hosts. They get to be right in the room with, we bring three now virtually, we bring three keynotes in at a very high level of keynotes. So they get to leverage that relationship. Often they'll reach out to the keynote and then welcome them on their show. So it's just a really great vibe. There's a lot of a lot of personal growth and development built in to the day that you almost don't see coming until you're on the back end of it. And you're like, oh my gosh, it's just amazing. So they keep returning. And through that, then they become like family, right? Like mm -hmm. at, at every event, the chats, everybody's just excited to see each other again. And it's sort of like old home week. So to answer your question, we've gotten to really know a good core group of the show hosts, knowing who they are, what their businesses are, what their shows are, what their goals are. And with that, we can then do our job. That takes a lot of the matching uh, difficulty out because we know exactly who's coming through that they'd be perfectly matched for. And because of the reputation where we've done such a good job prepping the entrepreneurs and attracting the right level of entrepreneurs and training them well, we hear all the time from the hosts that 
they don't even they don't even worry who they're going to be matched with. You right. know, the week prior, you get you know you get all the contact and bio information, but they're like, I don't even need to worry because I know whoever comes through, whoever you match me time and time again is going to be a home run. So then we we ask the entrepreneur coming through to fill out um, a somewhat detailed, extensive profile so we get to know them so we can properly match them. Then we just take the two sides and we have a few team members who are specifically dedicated to the matchmaking process because it's, you know, it's got to be done right. Uh, it takes a little bit of time, but we do it and then everybody seems to be happy on the other side of it. That's really cool. So when I saw on the website, there was a, a apply to be a host, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. Um is that the is that where the people that are going to do these interviews go to become part of Podmax? Correct. We're okay. always always open to uh, meeting new potential show hosts for our event. Uh, basically, you fill that out, and the most important thing is we have to make sure because we we can't anticipate prior who's going to come through the event, but generally our show hosts fill a category that can be broad enough in nature where it's an entrepreneur, it's a business show, it, it's about success, struggles, failures, life stories, growth mindset, that whole concept, a lot of categories fit into that. Mm -hmm. So as long as you're, as long as you could, as long as you welcome guests that fit that we could most likely start the conversation and then we have a few other criteria just to make sure that you're relevant to to our whole brand and audience so that was you, you actually hit upon one of my questions which was what is the variety of hosts that you have at podmax like i you know i would just give you an example off the top of my head would mm -hmm. you ever have a and it sounds like no the answer is no based on what you just gave me but that you at this moment there it's more about entrepreneurial stuff it's about success it's about business it's about things like that it's not like you have one of these hosts who has a cooking podcast it's so funny because <laughs> uh -oh. no, well it, yesterday in fact uh it's it's very strange you said cooking because yesterday uh a show uh we received an application from a potential new show host and it was, in fact, a cooking podcast. That's Unbelievable. The most, yeah, it, it's the most amazing thing. But I think that to his credit, I think that there was an entrepreneurial spin. Like, it's like he says, like, like I'll, I'll welcome chefs and cooks and entrepreneurs. I don't know. So, so, so Restaurant was, owners, I mean, what, you know. Yeah. Now, now something like that is going to be a little too niche for us because we can't fulfill, right? We don't yep. get that kind of people. But we are, we do have the, in the near future, we're going to start niching these out like PodMax Invest, right? And then oh, every cool. show is about investing in real estate and whatever. And then the people who come through are there. PodMax Health and Wellness. And then every show is that. And then the audience supports that. Uh, but right now, it's the first thing. It's it, it's entrepreneurial. It's business. It's growth. It's success. It's life story. It's struggles, wins, failures, which we find a lot of people, even if they fit a specific niche, we help them extract. Let's get your life story out, and mm -hmm. that's and that's how we work with them prior to the event to really fit a bigger, a bigger audience here. Yeah, it's funny because. Uh my life partner, Joellen, and I have a YouTube channel that kind of morphed. We started it when COVID hit and it's sort of morphed over the year to now be really concentrated on travel. Our goal is to eventually have that be, you know, we're, we're not young. So we're trying to inspire people of our age to go out and just do whatever you want to do. And, and what, what's, what's your excuse, right? So um, we were talking about how some of these YouTube channels are lucky because they are they deal with things that are very current so these guys that have these crypto youtube mm. channels they they can't get out videos fast enough because that mm. things are changing so quickly so it'd be interesting if you have a crypto pod max someday and right. you could have like 12 crypto experts 
uh, or I mean, uh, host yeah. having these people on because it's this new frontier. It's just crazy, but it's, it's true that the things that are current, it's easy for those people. It's not so easy for people like us who are just in the trenches every day. So, <laughs> yeah. but where in New Jersey did you hold this? Just because of my own curiosity, because I lived there as well. Trenton. Trenton. Okay. Okay. I lived in Montclair, Upper Montclair, oh. West Orange, even Newark, of course. even Newark as it, when it was wow. starting to, to grow. So yeah. 153B. I went to Montclair State for a year. Oh, yeah. That's so you were, cool. You were yeah, on the campus, so, I imagine. See? Yeah, I was. I was right there. Yeah. Um, trumpets, the jazz club. Do you yes, remember that? Of yes. course. Okay. That's so funny. <laughs> I know. Jersey talk. Yeah. That's right. Um, so talk to me about the people. So you have the application online for the host. And you're obviously looking for those all the time to expand mm -hmm. because what is it? Each, each host gets three interviews during that eight hour day. That's right. Okay. And then the people that want to attend PodMax are potentially people that want to be guests, be matched up with one That's or right. two or any of those hosts, three, three, yep. three, three hosts, three, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then on the website, I saw there was a button to buy. Is it is it to purchase a ticket for the next PodMax in August? That is correct. Okay. So so the revenue and the and the tickets are from the entrepreneur side who want to be guests on the shows. They Got come it. in, we train them, we work with them, we put them and match them on the show. So they record. We then, you know, they're in the room for the keynotes and the networking and everybody's happy. So explain to me when you say we train them, what, what does that mean? We have, so we, when we first started virtual, we didn't have any sort of built-in training. We just saw people coming to the event and the day the event happened and that was that. Then we had some people coming to us that said, you know what, I want to attend because they saw this as a great way to basically click a button, buy a ticket, and they'll be a guest on three shows, right? Mm -hmm. how, how else can that happen so quickly and so guaranteed that you're going to record in the course of a day and it's done? Now you got three under your belt, more. Mm -hmm. We started getting people who in their own right were successful business people six, seven, eight figure business people at everything from the C-suite on down. But they're coming to us saying, I've never been on a show before, but I want to, or I've been on some, but I'm not that good. I need more confidence. I need more, need more skill. And we thought, oh my gosh, we're attracting a wide variety of successful business people who are now trying to break into podcast guesting. So we said, well, let's hold a pre-event training where prior to the event, which is what we do now, we hold a 90 minute session with all the attendees prior to the event where we work with them in small groups. So they get one-on-one -on -one attention with Eric and me, where we really get them going with their story, their message. We, we listen to it. We prompt them. We give them feedback. We have them do it again. We give them notes. We say, you're missing the bigger point. This is actually your sound bite. This is your message. This is what I'm hearing. And we just poke and prod until they're ready to go. And then they take the week prior to the event to get comfortable and practice and rehearse. And we do that kind of training. No, that's very cool. Um, and I think what I found as a, as a host is I run into those people when they've written a book mm -hmm. and now they want to promote the book. And okay. they, they know that a really good way to promote the book is to get on as many podcasts as you can to get the message out, okay. but they've never been on one. So there you, go. you can see that they're a little awkward in having to talk to a camera and uh, you know what I mean? So I, I find that that's, that's, a, that's a big spot for me when I get someone contacts me about, hey, we want to have so-and-so on. He's just written this great book and it's going to be released on Amazon in a month and we'd like to get some pre-sales. And, mm. and then you get that person and you can tell that they're just sort of wet behind the ears in regards to being a yeah. guest. So right. whether it's a host or a guest, uh, you know, you said you haven't guessed, but certainly, you know, as a host, it's not often as easy as it looks. 
right? Just because right. somebody is in front of a camera and has a mic, once you start doing it and then you put, and then you're like, okay, this is a podcast. There's a lot of moving parts that you didn't anticipate. You have no clue what to do. And then there's so many things that you don't even know what you don't know until right. it's too late. And you're like, wait, what am I missing here? Same thing on the guest side. Everybody thinks like, nah, just talk to me. Ask me some questions. I'll answer them. <laughs> no way. Because there's two, two parts here. There's the technical and then the technique, right? The technical is all this stuff, how you're framed, how you look, the lighting, the earphones, the microphone, right? All very deliberate. Uh, and then there's the technique. What are your stories? How long are you answering? How, what's your energy and persona like? What are your sound bites? We please, please tell me that when you do some of this training with these new guests that you actually talk about equipment. Oh my gosh, you have to. Of it's course, just, can, yeah. Thank oh. you for observing that because we don't want them showing up to the event, right? Because they're representing us and our brand and it's all right, the PodMax event. So the better they are, they'll look good to the hosts and vice versa, right? So we always require a great professional level of host because, yep. right, we want a great host to represent the guests and that's what makes it so well. So hosts nine times out of 10 will mm -hmm. already have, especially if they're working with us, they're professional. This is part of their business model and they're in it for the long run. They have a growth mindset. They get it. They're up and running guests though. You're right. Even like the ones that you would expect, like C-suite level or quote unquote, known famous company executives and employees. It's like they not every, you could assume, but they don't know. A lot yeah. of them just don't know. So yeah, we, we do talk about that. Like you can't use your computer, Mike. Stop with the window behind you. <laughs> Stop with that terrible green screen because half of your face is, you know, see-through and it just doesn't work. And yeah. Yeah, I, it, I think the most brutal thing for me is when they have my voice coming out of their speaker and it keeps, it keeps wiping out what, right? Instead of it coming in headphones or in-ears like I have, it, it just keeps... Yeah hammering over whatever when we're talking because it's the feed it's the loop coming back through the mic it's yeah. just brutal yeah and even the angle uh you got the perfect angle you know that that's you know are, are you too high too low it, it's it's all right the technical and the technique we cover it all that's very cool well that that's that makes me so happy because <laughs> the more we can do that with guests the better it will be um doing our part so when is podmax in august August 27th. We always have it on a Friday. It started that way. And then we continued that way because one of the reasons it makes so much sense now to have it on a Friday, especially virtual, you spend eight hours from nine to five Eastern. Again, believe me, it will fly by. That's my promise. That's the way we, we, we make it happen. It's going to fly by no matter if you're a guest or a host, but you've still spent eight hours in the room, absorbing everything and, and, and recording everything. So we just thought it was, it was quite perfect to almost accidentally do it on a Friday, but then keep it because let's take the weekend to sort of decompress and let it all process. Sure. Um, let me ask you the more of a personal question in regards to you with the hidden entrepreneur and you as a host and then as a guest. Are you busy being a guest on other podcasts? And are you, when you are a guest, are you talking about your show and what you've done as an entrepreneur? Or are you talking more about, let's say, PodMax and what you're doing with that? So I'm, I'm a guest here and now in real time. Yep. So you're, so you're asking. When do you do I, a lot of these? Do you, do you, oh yeah. You, are you a guest a lot? Yes. A lot. Of, okay. Yeah, you ask a good question though. Um, what we, what I do, and really what we teach and promote is, it's less about what you do and more about who you are, because mm -hmm. that's what I think people are going to be attracted to. So I've spent time uh, really honing in on and perfecting and continuing to perfect my story, my messaging, my communication, my positioning. A it's what I do on the business side, right? So you sort of have to show that you can do what you're claiming to teach, right? Which right. I think a lot of people don't right. do. What you're asking others to do. 
Right. So if I can sort of show an example through me and be somewhat good at it, you're going to have more confidence coming along with what product or service I have. So it's in my best interest for a variety of reasons. Also, because I still have some of that, I want the external value. Right? <laughs> now, I don't need it, but it always feels good just as confirmation that you're doing something people value, right? How else do you get that but the feedback? So by doing something like this, it gives me feedback, my personal feedback and others. So I continue to hone and craft my story and message because it's what I teach and it'll help get my brand and message and story and business out there further. Um, I, I talk about where I came from and my struggles, upbringing, and like we touched upon here, how I spent all the time hiding and all of those years led to creating what became the hidden entrepreneur, which then helped lead me into a career deep in the podcast space. But really it's about communication because you can apply it anywhere. You can apply it to your social media videos, to your emails, you know, to your sales calls, to all these stories and messaging still become relevant. So it's all encompassing. So for the entrepreneurs, again, that would be listening to my show, when you decided to do your podcast called The Hidden Entrepreneur, what was your main reasoning behind that? Great question. The reason out of the gate was I felt like I needed something to do, right? I, I left that 10-year career running my own digital marketing agency. And I said, okay, what do I want to do with myself now? I didn't have all the answers. This is the important part. I didn't have all the answers. I just got the next answer, which I felt it clearly podcasting. And I said, I'm going to try it. I'm going to do it. I want to do it. I'm motivated to do it. And I think I'd be good at it. Meaning I think that I'll stick with it. And I think that this can really turn into something. I think that I can create this show and then around that show, parlay that into some sort of product or service in some regard that will put me on a path to success that I can live with and support myself with. That's really all I knew. And I knew that the show would give me confidence, right? Just by doing it and showing up each day. I knew that it would give me connection to each individual person. And lo and behold, it's, it's, it's literally has given me life. And the guests that you have on that show are entrepreneurs of all walks of life, but are, and so it's not that you are talking specifically to entrepreneurs who like yourself broke out of a shell and decided to do something. No. It's no. just, it's just the name of it. It's something that Correct. speaks to your heart because that's mm -hmm. how you felt for a long time. And now it's just sort of like my show where we have great guests who are running their own businesses that have gone through the struggles are going through the struggles there have survived go. 2020, all of those things. Absolutely. Yes. Okay, cool. So then when, let me ask you this question now, when you are a guest, because I, I think all of this helps not only all the entrepreneurs that are mm -hmm. listening that A, don't have a podcast, that don't go on podcasts, that don't listen to podcasts, whatever it might be, right? Uh, which is hard for you and I to understand because I, like I was at the gym and I constantly having a podcast in my ears. But when you are a guest, how do you figure out what your story is? Because you are this you led this life like I did, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. With all of these things. And that's sort of like, I'm, this is a selfish question because I'm asking sure. because if I was to be a guest on a podcast, mm -hmm. I'm not sure that what Joe Costello would show up for that because I don't, there's so much that has happened, but it's not like I, like I had Sean Swarner on my show who summited all of the the summits like did the right, they call right. it the i forget right. what it's called anyhow um but he was amazing he went to everest he went to the north pole south pole he did all the summits and so he has a story to tell and and he has a short film that they did there's people that come on and they have books and so they've written a book on something very special yeah. and what's the story that 
you tell when you are on a, a show as a guest? The past 46 minutes will answer that. <laughs> but in all seriousness, um, I, I, I have, over time, you develop a library of stories that you have at the ready that encompass you and who you are, what you stand for, how you want to stand, why you want to stand for that, how you want to be perceived and positioned in your, in your world. So I have a variety of stories that come about that I could explore based on the conversation I'm having, but they all wind up having an overarching theme, a core message, a core value, a core stance that I deliver based on the hidden entrepreneur and mm -hmm. where I've been and who I am and where I'm going. So you could learn about me, so you can relate to me. So maybe you can like me enough to say, I wanna, I wanna get to know this person more, see what else he does, see what mm -hmm. he's about. And then we can explore each other's worlds together. So that takes a little bit of time to do, but that's sort of what we do. So if you're asking, which I think you're asking, like how would somebody like you who doesn't yet go on shows, where do you begin? Is that sort of what you're asking? Like, yeah, I mean, I, I right. I, not everybody has a story where you you had a uh, a life affirming or confirming uh, incident that we can all right. Like, right. I, I don't think I did necessarily, but I have enough of a story to make it interesting, relatable, compelling. Right? These are all things that are learnable skills, but they do start somewhere. Right. So um, you, I, I read your website. So I know generally about you wanting, growing up, you wanted to be a drummer, mm -hmm. right? For the Stones or with the Stones. And so, so broadly speaking, even if you started there with like a dream lost, never fulfilled yet, you know, where was the struggle there? I could spend five minutes and really dig into how painful did that get? What were some of the, the, the turn, how close did you get? If, if at all, what were some of those moments when you were behind closed doors in your own head? And then where are you today? And how did it all go right? How did it all lead? Okay. That could be a very compelling story that people could relate to. Of course, not everybody wanted to be a drummer for the Stones, but we all have our own version of that. Right. So that's all you're tapping into, making it intriguing, making it compelling. And everybody has fascinating stories that they can put pieces together with and share them with the people who want to hear it. Yeah, that's great. I, it's just that you think about it and you go, I, and I think a lot of people feel this way, right? They're like, nothing happened. Right. My, my story is not that interesting. Why should I tell it? And I don't necessarily feel that way. I've gone through a lot of iterations right. and I have a lot of experience and besides podcasting and our YouTube channel, you know, I run a seven figure booking agency here in, in Phoenix in Scottsdale. So I'm <laughs> a successful entrepreneur, but Again, this is the selfish thing for me. It's like, yeah. I like meeting people like you and learning these kinds of things and uh, sharing them. If you and I can help one entrepreneur out there with our show or what yeah. you do with Podmax, that's a great thing, right? It's, it's just about, and that's what I loved about this interview with you is that you were very vulnerable in the way you spoke about yourself. And, and, and it's refreshing to have someone to do that and not come on and go, hey, well, yeah, I ran, you know, I, I did this and I was running these huge corporations and then I had all this money and I figured I didn't need any more money. So I decided to start a podcast or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's nice to hear that you and I went sort of through the same kind of mm -hmm. thing and it was, it's refreshing to hear. So I appreciate you doing that. I wanted to say thank you earlier when you were doing it, but the momentum was going, but it was very, very cool that Great. you were that real about all of that stuff. So thank you. You're very um, welcome, Joe. So what is the cost for the August Podmax? We have three ticket levels that you could you could explore on the site. Generally, they're between um, under a thousand up to two thousand. Okay. Depending and on how you want the experience to go. Got it. And all of that's up there. They click on that button and they'll have those choices there. Mm -hmm. Is there a deadline? Uh, yes. Uh, one week prior to the event, tickets close. 
whatever, whenever you're hearing this, if it's one week prior to the very next event, tickets close because that's when we have to do the matchups and get all the uh, information out to the attendees. What's the date in August again? August 27th. August 27th. Okay, cool. Is there anything else that I missed that you wanted to touch upon? No. You've been wow. <laughs> that's beautiful okay great so um the links that you that work for you in order for people to either contact you in regards to the hidden entrepreneur contact you in regards to podmax what's the website url um all of that stuff so we can make sure and then i'll have it all in the notes anyhow but if anybody's listening i want it i want them to hear it. That's great. Well, the business side is podmax.co. And then on the personal side, which will lead you to all kinds of forks in the road that you can explore. It's joshcarry.com. Perfect. Okay. Uh, well, this has been great, man. I really appreciate it. I was excited to hear about Podmax. I will also check out the hidden entrepreneur. I appreciate you coming on here and sharing this with the audience and hopefully we'll get a bunch of people that will attend and uh, maybe some new host and guests will come out of all of this, but I appreciate your time today, man. It's very, very nice to meet you and uh, very interesting to hear what's going on with Podmax. Likewise, Joe, I appreciate it greatly. Thanks so much. Thank you, man. I'll talk to you soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I want to thank you for listening to my podcast. I know you have many options to listen to various podcasts, and I'm honored that you chose to listen to mine. I would love it if you would rate my podcast five stars and write a nice review. It really helps to bring up the rankings of the podcast to other listeners. Once again, thank you so much for listening to The Joe Costello Show. I appreciate you very much.